If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Senator, congratulations. The book is out. It's in the top of the list all over Amazon and for the audience right now. This is the book. It's what you've got to go get. It's phenomenal. You can grab it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Uh, You're on book tour, as we call it, which is actually really fun. Uh, And you got to go out to California into the lion's den, which actually turned out to be like a petting zoo. It was pretty shocking, but really fun to watch you and Bill Maher have conversations about this country in America. And there was something that you said that I loved. You said there's two different echo chambers. Rachel Maddow, MSNBC. There's Sean Hannity at Fox News. And we need to talk to each other more, have a grand debate, a grand conversation. And Democrats and Republicans aren't doing that anywhere. And that's exactly what you and Bill Maher did, which was really fun to watch. Yeah, look, it was a blast to do. Um, I think we need to talk to each other a lot more. Uh, On the book tour, I'm going across the country, so... Thursday night last week, I flew out to L.A., got in late that evening, and actually Thursday night, you and I recorded Verdict, Friday's episode, uh, with Rick Grinnell, yeah. who had been Donald Trump's director of national intelligence. He's a good friend of you and me, and we had, I think, a very interesting discussion analyzing the intelligence failures, both for the United States and for Israel, that tragically led to October 7th, and, and Rick is someone who's been on the inside, I think he provided a, a really helpful perspective that you don't get many other places. Not not only did you get to talk with him, but then you go into this, and how do you prep for Bill Maher? I mean, I know this answer, but for people that don't, you do things like The View, you do things like, like Bill Maher. you got to be ready for this to go two different ways. Yeah. It could be full-on like war, or it could be what happened, which I thought was amazing for the audience, which was a grand debate on ideas. Look, you, you want, when you do a show like Bill Maher or, or you know, and Bill, Bill Maher is kind of a, a hybrid. I mean, they're straight up comedy shows. They're things like uh, Jay Leno or Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or Stephen Colbert. I've done all of those shows. 
for those you prepare or the view, which I've done several times, you, you prepare for combat. You prepare for I'm coming after you. I got a gotcha question. I'm going to try to get you on something. So you, so, so you prepare for the, they're coming at you, but you're also trying, you know, there's a reason you do Jimmy Fallon and not meet the press. Like yeah. Meet the press is fine. You know, they're going to come after you and grill you. And like a Sunday show is, is what it is. A late night comedy show, which now they don't have Republicans on at all. They used to ha- have Republicans on often. Pretty much none of them do anymore. You go on because you want to laugh. You want to show your sense of humor. You want to talk about your family. You want to do something other than be grilled on the latest vote in the Senate. Um, what happens with the comedian hosts, typically, is they see it. It's their moment to be Tim Russert. They're, they're going to they're gonna grill you and have their glory. So Maher is different in that Maher is, is a comedian, I think a very funny comedian. But he also talks substance, and so the show's sort of a blend. Between the two. And he brings in conservatives and liberals. And in his panel discussion, he has conservatives and liberals. And, and look, I started the interview by telling him something. I'd never met Bill Maher, so the first time I, me- I meet him is literally when I step on that stage. I had never spoken a word to him until I sat down there. But I told him, I said, listen, uh, I appreciate what you do. Um, I, you're, I think you're funny as hell. And, and you're an old school liberal. Yeah, which uh, is different than new school liberal. Well, I said you actually believe in free speech. And, and that's really damn important because the modern left has decided they hate free speech. And, and Bill Maher shown a lot of courage standing up to wokeness. Now, the book, Unwoke, How to Defeat yeah. Cultural Marxism in America, his monologue every week is on different aspects of the book, Unwoke. By the way, I will say something about timing. So, so this, this podcast is coming out Monday morning. The book was released six days ago. It was released last Tuesday. Um, all week we've been uh, at or near the top of the bestseller lists on Amazon. This week the New York Times bestseller list will come out. My three previous books have all been New York Times bestsellers, although my first book, they left me off the list, even though I sold more than about half the books on the list. There was a big kerfuffle, and finally they added it. So I will say, if you're going to buy the book... Buy it now to get to, to win on the list. Yeah, bu- buy it today, because yeah. it actually makes a difference to buy it today. You can go to a bookstore. Although, actually, when I was in L.A., a buddy of mine said he went to a Barnes & Noble in L.A., wanted to buy a book. They said they don't have one. They said, search your records. Where could I find one in L.A.? They said it was not present at any Barnes & Noble in all of Los Angeles. Wow. And you had to drive an hour away to Long Beach to find it in a Barnes & Noble there. So the bookstores may be spotty. Others are carrying them, but at least my, my one guy, buddy's ex- experience was not encouraging. But you can easily go on to Amazon. You can go on to Barnes & Noble online. You can go on to Books A Million online and, and get it shipped to you. You can get several copies shipped to you. You can do your Christmas shopping early and, and, and buy a copy for your mom, for your, for your friends, for your buy, – buy them for your kids. Yeah. It's a great book. It's really long. I love that, and I say long in a good way. You poured your heart and soul into this. This was a really important book for you to write. We talked about this in a previous episode, but it's about these grand conversations, which you and Bill had 
One of them was on the border. And I yep. want to play this for people so they can hear your back and forth with him. There's two parts of this show so people understand it. There's this original sit-down where you and him are talking on stage, and they do overtime, which is a, which is the, the second part of the show that's on CNN. First time you've been on CNN in years, by yeah, the way. I haven't, I haven't been on CNN in, in several years. So, yeah. so it happened. Yeah. It happened. So take a look at this. Do Republicans have a good answer to address the border crisis other than busing migrants to liberal cities? Ooh, a little dig there, Ted, a little. It's It's actually very simple, which is secure the border, and when you apprehend someone, send them home. When, When Joe Biden started, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And he came in and he immediately reimposed catch and release, and it produced the worst rate of illegal immigration in our nation's history. I, I spent a lot of time at the border. I go out on midnight patrol with Border Patrol agents. Really? Pro- many times. You, you should come. I'll, I'll actually bring you if you're interested. No, in. <laughs> if you want to see... No, no. I, I will tell you this, actually, Bill. If you saw what was happening, you uh, would be horrified because the people being abused by the traffickers... Can you don't understand it till you see it firsthand, and it is, it is immoral what's happening at our southern border. I take your word. Okay. I don't have to go. Um. <laughs> but, but it is easy to okay, fix but, because what actually worked is we had an agreement with Mexico that was called the Remain in Mexico Agreement, which says that if someone crossed into Mexico illegally from typically Central or South America, they would remain in Mexico while their uh, asylum case was proceeding in the U.S., and the numbers plummeted. We had the lowest rate, as I said, in 45 years. And then Biden came in and ripped that international agreement to shreds. And that's what produced okay. now 8.4 million okay. illegal aliens since Biden's been president. By the way, there was two parts there when I was watching it live. One, I loved how he was ready to move on real quick because you were making a lot of sense. I also thought it was really telling when he says, I'm not going. I don't want to see it. I'll take your word for it. This is consistent with those on the left because I think they know just how bad it is. So if you don't go see it, you don't have to admit it's really this bad or it's really happening. He's like, I'll take your word for it. Let's move on because you're making too much sense. Well, look, I, I will give give Bill some some grace there. He, he is an entertainer rather than a journalist. I don't think he holds himself out as a journalist. So he doesn't have a a responsibility to report on the news. I'll tell you, reporters won't go down. Yeah. And, and that's actually what they're paid to do is tell people what's happening. Or the president or the vice president or, uh, or anyone else in the administration. Democrat senators won't go down. Democrat House members won't go down. Democrats won't go down. And the reporters, Corrine Jean-Pierre, on, on verdict, we've invited Corrine Jean-Pierre multiple times, come down and see what's happening. They don't want to see it. So, look, I get Bill's an entertainer. He likes making jokes. And he's, he's good point. at it. So I understand if he doesn't want to see it. I wish he would. It actually would have been a very interesting. I actually think if Bill Maher came and went on Midnight Patrol and saw what actually happens. He'd be enraged. It, 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 would, it would infuriate him if he saw it firsthand. Guys, I want to talk to you real quick about chalk. And if you have never heard me talk about chalk, then you need to check out exactly what they can do for you. If you feel like you're feeling older, fatigued, you're tired, and you just don't feel like yourself anymore, then that is not something that just you're dealing with. Testosterone levels have fallen off a cliff historically, and that's where chalk comes in. Chalk can help you boost your testosterone levels 10, 15, 20% over 90 days. Yes, they're made right here in the U.S. of A., and chalk can get you back to what you used to feel like. So if you're just sick and tired of that complacency and that fatigue, then stop and check out chalk. 
C-H-O-Q.com. Now, if you go there, use a promo code BEN, you are going to get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life by using the promo code BEN. And you can boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. So try it. You'll love it. Check out the Male Vitality Stack. I've now been taking it for, I think, almost a year. It works. C-H-O-Q.com. That's C-H-O-Q. Chalk.com. Use promo code BEN for 35% off. Get off the couch and get back to that lifestyle that you used to have. C-H-O-Q.com. There was another part of the discussion that you had with Bill Maher that was also very interesting, and it dealt with Hamas funding. It actually came out of a conversation about Joe Manchin. Now, as many people may not realize, Joe Manchin is a guy that said, I'm not running for re-election. That was a shock. But then he's also eyeing the White House at yep. the same time, which was a little bit of a shock. And here's part of that back and forth. Could you vote for a guy like Joe Manchin? No. Never? Really? He's but, not conservative because, enough for you? Because I serve with him, and actually he votes on 90% of the times for things that are terrible. So, for example, I watched the panel discussion you had. <laughs> You were talking about Iran and Hamas, and, and, and I said at the end of our interview that I thought Biden had direct responsibility for this attack, and, and, and you said why. Let me give you one reason why. Joe Biden is responsible for $100 billion going to the Ayatollah. He made a decision to do that, and okay. Iran funds Hamas. The Wall Street I, Journal reported I, in September yeah, yes. they brought Hamas okay. terrorists to Iran and trained them in Iran to carry out the attack. Yeah. And I start from a really simple principle. Don't give money to terrorists who want to kill us. And, and that, unfortunately, the Democrat Party's on the other side of it. The audience even clapped, and yep. he didn't have much to say, which I thought was also very telling. It was like, okay, you're, again, you, you, you mentioned there about, about Hamas uh, and, and just the way that's being covered. The audience clapped. And it was pretty clear you're either with the terrorists or you're against the terrorists. The Democratic Party seems to be standing with the terrorists. There's members of Congress or Democrats are standing with the terrorists as well. The, the squad is very clear who, what side they're on. Well, but, you know, we, it, with Marr, we actually got into it a little more on this question where, where he came back a little bit later and he wanted to say, well, it's a lot more complicated than that. And, and it really isn't. Here, 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 take a listen and give a watch. You know it's more complicated than that. No, I actually don't think it is. Okay. When, when the Ayatollah chants death to America and death yes. to Israel, I believe right. him. But what's the complicated part is what I was saying. The people of Iran is different than the regime. But he didn't give if the money to the people. He gave the I, money to the Ayatollah. The person I, he's giving it to is the one who has pledged he wants to murder as many Jews and as many Americans as possible. And giving him, Obama gave him $100 billion, Biden gave him $100 billion. And that was catastrophically foolish. Catastrophic. It's true. And, and so, but look, it's, it's an interesting, like the, the point, well, it's more complicated than that. No. It, it really isn't. Uh, you're right. The Iranian people, there are wonderful people who are the Iranian people. They're not the ones getting the money. The money is going to the people, to the regime that is murdering and torturing and oppressing the Iranian people. So you're not helping the Iranian people by giving hundreds of billions of dollars to the people that are oppressing the Iranian people. I, I tell you, this segment may have been one of my favorite segments I've ever watched you do because you talk all the time about wanting to change hearts and minds. And if you were a moderate or a liberal that traditionally watches Bill Maher, does not watch Fox News Channel, does not listen to Verdict, I think you walked away thinking, wow, Ted Cruz and conservative values actually make a lot of sense. 
and on an issue like this with Hamas and, and Palestine and Israel, I think there's a there's a, a huge lane there for us to bring people into the conservative ideas. And this was one hell of a way of doing it. Well done. So you may have noticed while I was sitting at, uh, at the table with him, I had a manila envelope sitting on the, the table in front of me. And at the end of the episode, actually, as the camera was turning off, so I didn't do this on air, uh, I reached in and pulled something out to give to Bill, which is back during the 2016 presidential campaign. You may have missed it, but Bill Maher actually endorsed me for president. Really? And, and this was when it came down between me and Donald Trump, and it was a one-on-one. It was, I think, April of 16, and the two of us were slugging it out. Yeah. And it was going to be one or the other. And, and he did a whole uh, monologue where he said, you know, we're both horrible. But he said, <laughs> he said, Donald Trump is like Ebola. He will kill you quickly and it will be bloody and horrible. And he said, Cruz is more like the Zika virus. It's really terrible, but it's not as horrible as Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he had made and he pulled out a red hat that said, better Ted than dead. And he put it on. So... In the, in the manila envelope, I pulled out a screenshot, a photograph yeah. of Bill Maher wearing the hat, better Ted than dead, with him endorsing me for president, and I signed it to him, Bill, inspired leadership. And so I handed it to him <laughs> at the and end I'm of the, sure you loved it, right? He cracked up laughing. It, it, I, had it worked out, I would have done it in the interview itself, but there just there wasn't a moment to do it that would have been natural, that wasn't just forcing it in, so I just gave it to him at the end. That's awesome. Let me tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile. If you've got a cell phone and your cell phone provider is Big Mobile, there's a very good chance that when you pay that bill every month, you're actually supporting causes you don't even realize. We're talking about major Democratic candidates running for re-election. They donate to, and there's something else that also happens. They give big donations to Planned Parenthood. That's why we want you to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. The reason is they take a portion of your bill every month at no extra cost to you, and they give it back to conservative causes that you help choose to support. We're talking about standing up for your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, the rights of unborn children. And right now, it is their 10th anniversary at Patriot Mobile. So for every single verdict listener that makes the switch, they are going to give a donation to a organization that is protecting the rights of unborn children right away. And then every month when you pay your bill, you're supporting conservative causes that you choose to help support. They're an incredible company. So if you're tired of woke companies fighting against what you believe in, switch to Patriot Mobile. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. That makes switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number you have right now, same cell phone you have, or upgrade to a new one. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. Senator, I want to talk about what's been happening in this country. We've been covering extensively what's going on in Israel, but there is a whole nother level of anti-Semitism that we're witnessing, and it seems to actually be getting worse in this country. Um, It's shocking that universities haven't gotten it under control, even after the initial that, you know, spats we saw even at your alma mater and others like you have Penn. We're now seeing it like on a, on a daily basis. And then we also now are seeing this in society. A perfect example of that is what we witnessed at Grand Central Station. I want you to see this. And for everybody that's watching, this is shocking. But it's also shocking. And just look at what they're doing here. 
So for our audio listeners, describe what we just saw. Yeah, you, you see Grand Central Station, some doors that are closed, and you see these people with Palestinian flags. Uh, a lot of them, you can't see their faces. They're covered, and they're literally kicking in the glass on the doors, trying to break in. We also are now hearing from a lot of Jewish individuals in New York, they're now terrified to walk the streets. They're yeah. walking in groups. Businesses are now closing earlier at daylight times to protect themselves. And they're walking in groups, their car, they're driving together because of what we're seeing here. And the left is refusing to condemn this behavior. Look, we are seeing vicious anti-Semitism manifesting on a daily basis. We're seeing it in New York City. We're seeing it in Washington, D.C. We're seeing it on university campuses across the country. We saw a, a major protest, a riot of pro-Hamas rioters at the White House climb, uh, climb the fences at the White House, spray paint, deface the White House, screaming F Joe Biden, um, spilling uh, fake blood all over the White House. And you, you know what you didn't see? You didn't see any of that on the six o'clock news. None of it. ABC didn't cover it. NBC, CBS. CNN didn't exist. I've driven down by and seen what they did. But but this is this goes back to my book on woke. I mean, this is all intertwined when the corrupt corporate media silences stories that are inconvenient to the narrative. That is part of the problem. It's why I wrote the book on woke to 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 understand what it is we're fighting. But but this is being spread very deliberately. And I'll tell you, on top of that, it's being accelerated uh, by by TikTok, it's being accelerated by China aggressively pushing pro-Hamas propaganda, and and the impact on young people. You know, Harvard came out recently with with a poll that they said Americans eighteen to twenty four, fifty one percent of them think Hamas was justified. Yeah, that's horrifying, and it is the impact of China deliberately pushing messages and narratives that are harmful to America and our children sadly being captive to that. The, the statistics and, and the amount of propaganda that you mentioned coming out through TikTok is staggering. Since uh, this initial attack happened on Israel, that's obviously coming from China so that people understand they're, they're purposely putting out propaganda that's pro-Hamas propaganda, anti-Semitic propaganda at alarming rates to everyone on TikTok in America and around the world that they can have influence on. And it works. Yes, it, it, it works powerfully. And for a lot of young people, TikTok is one of, if not their principal source of news. And so if they keep getting stories of, of Palestinians being being targeted, look, you look at here, here's another image. This is the New York Times in in New York. Uh, and, and you can see the front of it with with fake blood thrown on, on the front of the doors. Now, the irony is the New York Times is the biggest cheerleader on the planet. They had embedded one of their photographers on the day of the attack riding into the massacre. They are rooting for Hamas. They are advocating for Hamas. They are amplifying Hamas propaganda on a daily basis. And yet, look, for, for, for these jihadists, they still want to kill them. Yeah. The, the fake blood, let's be clear, someone who calls you infidel, they're not interested in reasoning with you. And... This is a powerful example. And of course, this doesn't get covered by the media either. Even when the media is the target, they don't cover it. Is this the chickens coming home to roost? I mean, is this the the the, 
uh, just full circle of the media pushing for these types of individuals, and now they're turning on them. They created them. I mean, we've seen this with Democrats now and different companies where the people that they were they were they yeah. were standing by are now turning on them. The New York Times. When you turn on the New York Times and you start doing this to the front of their building, that says something. Look, I talk in my book on woke quite a bit about the New York Times, and the New York Times is an incredibly important institution. Because almost every other reporter in America reads the New York Times. So when the Times covers something, it gets amplified by 10,000 other outlets. And, and the Times, number one, is very comfortable with propaganda. The 1619 Project was designed as a revisionist history, rewriting of American history to make race front and center, to push the lie that America is irredeemably racist and, and that the American Revolution was fought to preserve slavery, which is utter and complete garbage. It has been refuted by multiple very, very uh, credible and respected historians. But the New York Times doesn't care. They're still pushing it. In fact, they're developing, they've developed a program, a curriculum that's being taught in elementary schools and junior highs across the country. But one of the things I talk about in the book on Woke is the editor, James Bennett, the former editor of the New York Times, of the editorial page, he lost his job. And why did he lose his job? He lost his job because he dared to publish an op-ed from a Republican senator. Which is shocking. It was Tom Cotton. Yeah. It was an op-ed that was calling on Trump to call up the military and use the military to put down uh, the violent riots, the Antifa and Black Lives uh, Matter riots. And and I actually say, actually, Tom's op-ed, I didn't find very persuasive. I thought it would be better handled by law enforcement rather than the military. Tom made an argument, and James Bennett, so James Bennett is a reliable liberal, a knee-jerk liberal, has been his whole life. He was the editor of the editorial page of the New York Times. He obviously disagreed with Tom's op-ed. He thought it was terrible. He thought it was wrong. But he made a decision, this is a point of view that our listeners should be aware of. And when he published it, the woke children, the 20-somethings at the New York Times, revolted. By the way, James Bennett, his brother is Michael Bennett, a sitting Democrat senator from Colorado. Like, this guy, you were talking about, are they regretting bringing people in and then getting consumed by the monster they've created? That's what happened to James Bennett. They fired him because he dared acknowledge that anyone disagrees. And I guarantee you, the next editor got the message. We are Pravda. There is one and only one view. The cultural Marxist narrative is the only thing we will say, because if I even acknowledge there is anything else other than the truth, trademark, whatever we say the truth is at that moment, if it's two plus two equals five, it is five, it has always been five, it will always be five, unless tomorrow we decide it's 14. It is tragic what has happened to journalism, and it's part of why Things have gotten so so extreme because there is no third-party external check. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You, you mentioned propaganda, and I want I want to show part of this propaganda. Uh, Newsbusters uh, found that ABC, CBS, and NBC elevated a Gaza video from a known propagandist influencer. This guy, we're going to show you all the different jobs that he has. But we first want you to see some of this propaganda that was put out. And then we're going to show you who this individual is. Take a look first at this video. Remember this guy's face. Now you have this little girl screaming. And then another lady that starts screaming, who wasn't screaming a moment ago. All right. What I want to do, and, and I want to do this for, for our audience that is just listening, I want to play it back again, but I want to narrate it as it's going forward. I want to comment on what, what you're saying. So let's just play that video back again. This, this was put out by this individual on his social media, so that's where we got this. Uh, so start again. All right, now what you're seeing at the beginning is you're seeing an image of what appears to be a Palestinian man and he has what appears to be blood on his hand, and he's showing it to you. Now, one of the things that's striking, he's screaming, and he's yelling at the camera. But one of the things that's striking, if you look at his hand, there are no wounds. There's no cut. It simply has some red liquid. Maybe it's blood. Maybe it's red paint. Some red liquid is on his hand, but there are no wounds whatsoever. You then move to a young girl who, again, has red liquid. Stop, stop. Just stop there for a second. Okay, so she's got red liquid appears to be blood. It could be red paint. It is some red liquid. But the interesting thing is this girl has no visible wounds either. There's no cut. There's no bruise. There's nothing that is actually bleeding. It's just liquid on someone that appears to be there are no visible injuries. 
You and I, by the way, we both know the same thing. There's a woman who screams in a moment, and she wasn't screaming when the camera comes past her the first time. It's like she's waiting for a cue. So, just on pause, you can see this, this little girl is screaming, and she's screaming loudly. She has red liquid on her face. There's a cameraman who is taking pictures. But what I want you to do as this place forward is behind the cameraman, there are several other men, and I want you to look at their faces. So play this slowly going forward. And by the way, for everybody listening to this audio only, you can watch this on YouTube and you can go and see this. So when you get home, look at it on YouTube and you're going to see this video because it's that important that you get to see this. And subscribe to YouTube at the same time. One out of three podcasts we do is on video. All of them are on audio. Um, Okay, so you see her screaming and clapping. And then we're coming around. There's the cameraman who's filming it. And then as the shot, and there's another, obviously the person filming here is some other cameraman. But now you're going to see a couple of men in orange vests. And I want you to look at the second man, the one on the left, because he is cracking up laughing. He is smiling ear to ear and he is laughing. He's the one now in the middle next to the cameraman and he's laughing loudly. Now, if this were really a young woman who had had something horrible happen, And they're in emergency vests. You would assume he'd be running over to give aid. Yeah, nobody would be laughing. If this, however, were a performance, you might not be able to resist laughing. And and, and his expression, you want to talk, I mean, the laughter he's showing throughout it all. And then we'll keep playing forward because this young girl, and by the way, you notice there's red liquid on her toe, but again, no injury on her foot, just red liquid. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is, if you're wearing the emergency vest, wouldn't you be running over to help and give aid instead of just standing there watching? It, it, the way they are interacting, it is, they are interacting as if they are watching a performance. But let's roll forward to the, the next woman. We have this little girl. There's her performance. She's slapping her hands. Okay, now this woman is very calm. Let, let's have audio for her. Let's go to the beginning of the older woman. Watch and listen, because the audio here, we'll play it at normal speed with audio, because she's calm, and then she begins screaming like crazy, almost as if someone says, action, and then she's calm again. Okay, so that was put out on social media. You look at it, you're not sure what it is. There are things about it that seem kind of fake. Now, that's you and me talking, but, you know, we're not professional journalists. We don't, say, have major TV networks behind us. Tell me, what does a major TV network do with this? If you want to run propaganda that makes you think that Israel's the bad guys, you run with this. All right, well, let's see what CBS did with that video. A massive strike at the Al-Shifa hospital grounds, Gaza's largest medical facility. Israel insists Hamas is using hospitals to coordinate attacks and hide its commanders, but sheltering at Al-Shifa thousands of civilians. Their one place of refuge, now a blood-soaked battleground, reeling in There's the guy, disbelief. the guy with, with, with blood on his hands screaming. He is, they're now the showing that image. They're now showing the little girl screaming, although they quickly crop out the guy laughing. They edit it so you don't get to see the guy laughing. And then they show the woman screaming, but they end it before she stops screaming. So they took the most theatrical elements of that video and they aired it. And by the way, go back to just that screenshot we just had. 
Notice how they cite it. They just cite it as social media. They don't put the guy's name. They don't put. They, they don't, don't say, say where go this look came at this from. account if you want to see more yeah. of what's happening in Gaza. No, no, it's just social media. All right. So who is this guy? Ben, who is this guy? So this guy is a guy that has been exposed by newsbusters, and I love this. He's, he's been dubbed Mr. Fafo and Mr. Hollywood. Palestinian. Palestinian and Hollywood yes. combined. This person posts his propaganda videos to his Instagram account where he, was, where he has pretended to be, ready for this list, a Hamas fighter, a music in a music video, a radiology tech in a hospital, a foster father a member of the press, a rescue worker, among other roles. So let's have a little fun with this. All right, well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's put up the pictures. Okay, let's go to the pictures here. So remember is... the guy at the beginning, the guy with, with, with the blood on his hands. You can see these same guys. These are his posts, by the way. This is not hard to find. Yeah. You simply search for it. So, so let's describe. We've got the one in the top left. He looks like some sort of medical tech. He's feeding someone into a CAT scan machine. While, 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 while squeezing the breathing you know, bubble, basically, to keep him alive, which I don't think you'd put somebody in a CAT scan while you're doing that that way. I'm guessing that may not happen. You, then he's a press guy. Then he's got oxygen. He's a victim of something. I don't know what. Then he's dying in another video. Then he's a reporter, I think, maybe in the next video. Then he's getting, looks like a blood transfusion in another video. Then he's a sitting up dead man in a body bag. Sitting up, not laying down, but sitting up. That's he, impressive. He's wrapped in a body bag and sitting up. And sitting up, literally. Then he's a Hamas fighter. That's probably the most accurate one with a, with a machine gun. And then he's a member of the press. And that's just the highlight reel from his social media. So, so, so let me ask seriously, if you're the head of CBS News... And you just aired this as news. And you didn't point out that the guy who filmed it is known to put out propaganda, is known to be a crisis actor, puts out pictures of himself. I mean, this is not uh, look, sometimes people say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory to say someone's a crisis actor. Well, this man, I'm going to read this person is known as a Hamas linked social media influencer. And crisis actor, yet ABC World News Tonight, CBS Evening News, and NBC Nightly News all treated his content as though it was a legitimate source of news from Gaza. And, and Ben, there's one of two scenarios. Either CBS, ABC, and NBC knew who he was, in which case they're deliberately lying to the American people and saying, let's take a Hamas propagandist and put it on the global stage. If they knew... The producer who put this segment together should be fired. Or the alternative is they didn't know. If they didn't know, it means they had a political narrative they wanted to tell. They had a political agenda, and it was too good to check. They got video that fit their political agenda. Let's put it on the news. And you know what? If they didn't know, it means they're biased and incompetent. They ought to be fired anyway. Yeah. This is when you simply repeat Hamas propaganda that is based on lies. That's not journalism. And anyone involved with putting it out should have the consequences for being a part of lying on behalf of terrorists. A big shout out, by the way, to Newsbusters for doing this yes. dive finding this intel, putting it out, going, hey, you want to see who this guy really is? And, and by the way, let's have a real test. CBS, if there's one principal journalist at all of CBS, do a story on who this guy is and how CBS was complicit in spreading his lies. That won't be easy. It will make it, it will be very uncomfortable because it will make you look like crap. 
But if you're actual journalists who care about the truth in any way, shape, or form, that's what you do. Yeah. I want to tell you about Augusta Precious Metals. If you are concerned about what's happening in the world with inflation, with the economy, uh, with, with everything that's going on with interest rates, and you're saying, hey, I want something that I know can help me protect my hard-earned assets, you got to check out Augusta Precious Metals. It's a company that I use to buy gold from and I trust. Why? Because they will talk to you and sit down with you one-on-one. Go over gold, go over your IRA, your 401k, and how you can have gold as part of your IRA and your 401k. Look, you know that if you lose money, especially in this economy, it is hard to get it back quickly. So if you're about preserving wealth, if you're in retirement or close to retirement and being diversified, call Augusta Precious Metals. Now, what they're going to do is sit down with you and do a one-on-one web conference, which is amazing. And they will talk to you about your goals They'll talk to you about your retirement and then see if gold is a right fit for you. You can ask all the questions that you may have. Try to find that from anyone else. And then you can decide if gold is right for your retirement portfolio and protecting some of your hard-earned assets. Go online to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Or you can call them, get the free investor's guide on gold, and set up that one-on-one free Web conference, 877, the number four, gold IRA, 877, the number four, gold IRA, 877, the number four, gold IRA, or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Finally, Senator, I do want to give an update, and we're going to do more of this later this week on Wednesday, so make sure you pay attention to that show when it comes out Wednesday, but I do want to tease this a little bit. Uh, The Biden crime family is now under a significant amount of pressure Uh, This because of subpoenas that have gone out. These are significant. They are going to have to have come back with real answers. And Fox News Channel kind of described what's happening here and what we can expect for the next week or so. Take a look at this. Well, James Comer, these are not the first subpoenas that James Comer has issued as part of his investigation. Mm -hmm. Actually, in September, he subpoenaed bank records belonging to Hunter and James Biden. That was, at that point, the most um, aggressive step that he had taken. But in the last few weeks, you know, the committee has been obtaining these subpoenaed records from James and Hunter's personal and business uh, financial Mm -hmm. records. And what Hunter Biden um, and James Biden's records have shown, according to Comer, is that President Biden actually may have benefited. So last week, James Comer said that President Biden actually received two checks from James Biden and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, one for $40,000 and one for $200,000. Those checks both were labeled in the memo section of the check as loan repayments. But James Comer says the White House is not providing those documents that would prove that those were actual loans. And those, the money actually came on days that the Biden family was obtaining money from Chinese business companies and more. So Comer's been laying all of this out and following the money. Senator, I mean, James Comer was on this show. And if, if you missed it, go back. We did a two-part series with James Comer. But this is a guy in James Comer that I really have a lot of faith in because he takes his time. He's doing it the right way. He's laying it out methodically. Uh, and, and this is really damning that you now have direct checks to the president of the United States of America. So we now know that Joe Biden received at least $240,000 from his brother and his brother's wife. We know that he received it immediately after they got money from foreign nationals from China. Within days of their getting the money, they sent the money straight uh, to the big guy. To, to the big guy. Um, 
remember, Democrats kept saying there's no direct evidence of Joe Biden's involvement. Well, $240,000 is 240,000 direct pieces of evidence that he deposited in his bank account. Don't forget, it was the president who said on the campaign trail his son never made a dime from China. Yeah, which is a flat-out lie. Yeah. But but Biden has lied so much on this, you can't even keep track of his multiple lies, and, and the media certainly doesn't keep track of him. We know that Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden had over 20 shell companies, that they had multiple bank accounts, that, that Joe Biden had fake email addresses and burner phones, that, that everything they did appears to be a massive money laundering operation. And we know the Department of Justice is obstructed at every level, but the House investigation is getting closer. The subpoenas of Hunter and James Biden are a big deal. And in the upcoming verdicts this week, we will do a deep dive into the legal peril and the growing evidence of corruption by Hunter Biden and much, much more important, the growing evidence of corruption by Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., the president of the United States. We're going to have that on Wednesday, including some very interesting tweets that came out from the House Oversight Committee. Don't miss that. Don't forget, hit that follow, subscribe, or auto-download button wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you are listening and you didn't get to see the videos that we were playing a moment ago, go on YouTube, uh, and you can watch the episode on YouTube, and you can see those videos. Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe or follow button on YouTube as well so you don't miss, as we usually do one a week on video as well, and that's where we try to show you some of these incredible videos as well. So do that. Please write us a five-star review if you would. That helps us reach new people. And the senator and I will see you back here in a couple of days. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.